0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to the Power of Authority Spotlight, where we shine the light on successful entrepreneurs, business leaders, people that are doing awesome things, making a difference in this world, and we want to learn from them. From them, and uh, that's what these shows are all about. So today's guest is is has so many great pearls of wisdom. Um, but first, let me just tell you this episode is brought to you by Performance Publishing Group. Performance Publishing Group provides top-quality, comprehensive book publishing services for soon-to-be authors. So if you've ever thought about telling your story or writing a book, go to performancepublishinggroup.com, schedule a free strategy call, and learn how you can get that book out of your head and onto paper. All right, let me tell you about uh, our guest today. His name is Matt Drinkon, and his career has been highlighted by his passion for customers and people. His career sales totals exceed $130 million. He's coached and given talks within organizations such as Equitable, Vector Marketing, Red Hat, Cornet, Entrepreneur's Organization, Oracle, Bank of America, Target, Ream, Google, and Front Row Dads. He has grown his reputation on the platforms of integrity for doing the right thing the right way, and his high energetic and, and enthusiastic personality Uh, Matt lives in Charlotte, North Carolina, with his wife Julie and their three young daughters, where he enjoys being a scratch golfer, avid sports fan, real estate investor, and a very active family man. Love that. One of the recent defining moments in Matt's career came as a result of a freak zipline accident in 2015. As he was speeding down a zipline, the attachment to the line broke and and sent him falling to the ground, where he crash landed directly on his spine. Over the next nine months, his physical health deteriorated to the point where he ultimately wasn't able to walk anymore and was in constant excruciating pain. Using his strategy of let your adversities guide your growth, he turned this great challenge into a great teacher, his great, this great challenge into a great teacher and coached and spoke to teams and companies as he was literally lying flat on his back in his home office. Ultimately, 2016 was his best year in business up to that date, and Matt's credit, Matt credits the support of his family in the preparation of his mindset through eternal optimism, which we will be talking about today. He also has a podcast called The Eternal Optimist Podcast. Uh, Matt is a successful entrepreneur, veteran in the corporate world, where he has specialized in sales, coaching, recruiting, leadership, and sales management through his career. He acquired his formal education at Wolford College in Spartanburg, South Carolina with a double major in psychology and business economics. Before his graduation in 1999, he opened his first business in Winston-Salem, and over his first five years out of school, he recruited over 2,000 sales representatives for Vector Marketing Cutco Cutlery throughout the Carolinas. He then moved on to pursue his dream as a professional golfer. He played the professional golf mini-tour circuit for three years before moving into corporate America to work for Clearwire. After building one of the most successful direct sales teams in the company's history in Atlanta, he was promoted to general manager and moved the company to Nashville, Boston, and then Providence. After a great deal of success, Matt was heavily recruited and moved to Charlotte, North Carolina to recruit and train the field sales team for Time Warner Cable business class. He spent nearly three years there achieving great results when he decided it was time to follow his passion, to help individuals and teams perform at high levels your business coaching and consulting with Pro Advisor Coach. Wow, Matt, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Michelle. And I got to say, first of all, thank you so much for nailing the name. You you just said it perfectly. I've heard every name under the sun with (laughs) my last name. People often say "drink ham." I even had someone in the eighth grade when I switched schools. By the way, I went to uh, 13 schools in 12 years growing up. So in the eighth grade, I showed up to school the first day, and the lady who was reading the names in the in the whole auditorium in front of everyone, what class you go to, she said Matthew Dinglehoffer. I don't know how you get that out of there. That was incredibly embarrassing. You nailed it, so thank you for getting the name right.
0: Well, I I was my maiden name was Arnott, and I I I had all kinds of different things, but it was mostly Arnott is two, you know, and all of the, the. So <laughs> I'm happy to now be married to a prince, and I got a better last name, so. <laughs>
1: I what a great yeah that that is that is the step up I love your I love your maiden name but Prince that is, a, that is a really nice name that's a nice name good good it's a pleasure oh. to be here I, I would say one thing that that stood out is I've got to cut down on that bio that I sent you because that was a mouthful I'm, I'm gonna take that and chop that in half so I've already learned something today you know and that's the guiding principle of, of my life and of eternal optimism is we we see things through a positive lens and We let anything that is a little bit incongruent or a little bit challenging, we let it be our teacher. And I just learned that my intro that I gave is way too freaking long. So I appreciate your patience in reading that novel that I gave you and your listeners. So if you're still there, listeners, if you're awake, uh, it's going to be a little bit uh, shorter and more uh, concise from here. So thank you. uh, Oh, my goodness.
0: I love that. That That's so funny. Well, if you're anything like me, I hate it when people read my bio because you're like, wait, who are you talking about? (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do like to read them and here's why, because I do think, and, and part of the show is just two people just having a conversation, right? And yes. But I do like, and we can learn from everybody, but I do like people to know who, who they're learning from because these nuggets. And so I, I always like reading the, the, the profiles and the bios and um before we jump in, because I know we want to talk about eternal optimism, but I just have to share this. And I think I shared it with you on a, a different call one time. So you recruited for Vector, um, Mm -hmm. Cutco Cutlery. I know you weren't the recruiter. I don't believe you were, but my son was one of those salespeople. So uh, great job getting 2000 uh, young people on board to start their career in sales in a great way. So Mm. that's awesome.
1: Well, thank you. It was a real privilege and honor to work there. And I got lucky that I worked there because I was looking for a job that summer in college uh, I was getting ready to go and work for $5.50 an hour. Actually, pardon me. They're going to give me a raise. I was going to work for $6.50 an hour at the golf course, cutting the grass, raking sand traps, laying turf for the second summer in a row. And then I saw that sign, the sign of the road that said, hey, uh, $12 per appointment. Uh, so I don't know what it was, but whatever it was, it was twice what I was making. So I'm going to do it. And uh, it ended up being fantastic and uh, lifelong friends. And and you know, I always... I, Whenever I have a chance to shout out Vector Marketing, Cutco Cutlery, those are some of my best friends in the whole world. And it was a great experience for me. Yeah, So I'm appreciative.
0: And we're big fans. We have a drawer full and a kitchen counter full of wonderful Cutco knives. Awesome. <laughs> so there's a, there's a plug for Cutco. All right. Let's talk about you, though. So you've had quite a journey, obviously, in the bio sharing your uh, horrible experience and, and to have a perspective like you had to, to focus on the, the good in the situation. Where does all this optimism come from?
1: I think I lucked out in in the beginning. I I really hit the jackpot here that I had two parents who they stayed together. They they never beat me. They they never called me a you know a piece of poop or anything like that. They were you know dad was a military man. Mom was an English school teacher. You put them together, and I've got empathy for mom. I've got strict uh, regiment and discipline from dad and, and put them together. And I really, I really lucked out. They, they built a strong self-esteem and a foundation in me. And that's, that's where it comes from. It comes from watching dad's work ethic and mom's words of affirmation, uh, mm-hmm. and, and warm heart. It just, it, it started back then. I I had the same fears and challenges, as everyone else out there, but what I had going on in the background was someone saying that you can do it. Yeah. And I, I always, when I start to get to a coaching relationships since I coach executives, and they're really good at what they do, same time, they never believe that they're enough. And the, and the foundational kind of going back to childhood, uh, they they grew up in a place that they were told over and over again that you can't do this. And that can be a very powerful motivator, and it can lead to some great results. But many times it leads to the inner being not being at peace and the inner being always being stressed and always having pain. and I have been fortunate that I don't have that. And, and what I want to offer the world is a way to rewire our thinking to get to that inner peace, that place mm. where you can feel good about yourself, good about what you're doing and genuinely be happy rather than always be at odds with yourself. So that's not a uh, I'm not trying to flex that or, or brag about that. Everyone has a special skill or a special quality that they can share with the world to help the world. And that's mine. And I want to help people with that.
0: Oh, I love that. You you know, and and you and I share similar. My father was not in the military. Well, he was in the military, actually, but he I I had wonderful parents as well. And it definitely instilled so much. But so many people listening who who did not have the benefit of that, but they can still have that mindset. Um, You know, Zig Ziglar would always say um, uh, it's not. Or I'm sorry, (laughs) failure is an event. It's not a person meaning whatever's happened to you in your life in the past, it doesn't have to define you as the person. And a lot of, you know, who we are and what we do is based on our mindset. So you can still learn to be optimistic, even if you didn't have a positive upbringing. Um, Mm -hmm. Might be more challenging, but it's definitely still possible. Are those the kinds of things that you coach people on uh, when you're doing coaching and training and things like that?
1: I'd say that they feel that. Like, for example, if I'm having a conversation with the prospects, when it might be interested in coaching, that they'll feel that there is this optimism, this positivity, this energy. I don't believe that's initially why I'm hired. We're always hired to help with a business strategy, with help with the plan, to help with the execution. When we get into the relationship and get into knowing each other really well, I feel that one of the things that I can serve them with is as they scale and grow a practice in a business, injecting that positive attitude, injecting that mindset of I am more, not less. Uh, I tend to take a view of the positive opposite of everything. So rather than coaching someone to don't worry, or don't think about that, I would take the positive opposite. Instead of don't worry, it's let's be present and patient. Let's be Mm -hmm. present and work through curiosity rather than worry. So it's rather. Than focusing on what we don't want. I'll coach you to focus on what they do want. And it's that tiny, tiny, tiny little tweak that yeah. we focus on what we want and we visualize it, imagine what we want versus stay away from what you don't want. That's the trigger that makes the big difference that helps you get what they want. Mm. Mm. You know, it's hard to say that to someone in the very first call you have with someone <laughs> because they think that they're hiring you to help grow the business. And they are. That's part of the metric of, of why we're hired and how we measure success. But the lifelong, practice of having work life harmony, mm-hmm. you know, and like, here's, here's an avatar of a person that I may work with. And this may relate to a number of your listeners here at the power of authority podcast. It might be, there are people that are, they're pushing hard mm-hmm. to achieve something and they may fall just a little bit short, just a little bit short of their goal. You now they still are, are big achievers. They're still what many would be, they, they call successful but they're just a little bit short of their goal. And that little bit short of their goal, Dan Sullivan, the strategic coach founder, would call that thinking in the gap. Mm-hmm. You're always thinking about how you didn't quite get to what you wanted most. And that failure to appreciate where we are in the moment, appreciate all the gains that we made and the focus on the ideal and the perfect, we're really setting ourselves up for an unwinnable game mm-hmm. because we're not going to be perfect in everything in our life forever. And if we strive for perfection, we are going to be let down a number of times. So I would say on a prospecting call, I'll share this right now. I talk about all the time on my live stream. I coach recovering perfectionists (laughs) and highly functioning workaholics on how to keep things simple and appreciate all the gains they've made. And I happen to do that through a business coaching format, right? So they can get the business, they can grow the business, and they can work on their mindset and be a little bit more, a little bit more inner peace. Michelle,
0: I guarantee that some, those that are entrepreneurs and business owners, their ears just perked up because I have yet to meet an entrepreneur, somebody who started their own business that doesn't have that to some degree, because we're so passionate about the, the business that we started that we, I'll speak for myself, can tend to become that workaholic or can can you know just I've got to get this right I've got to get this right my name's on this you know and and while that's not a bad thing to have that that drive there is a balance right because like you said it's not achievable so what would let's talk about that gap and gain because I know and Dan Sullivan and the things you learn what are some of the things that you share on how to not be a workaholic or perfectionist?
1: Yeah, well, I, I think that's a, that's a great framework for it. So how not to be perfectionist or how not to be workaholic. Let's take what I call the positive opposite of that. You know, if we imagine that, if, let's say I'm a workaholic right now, uh, and I used to be, so I could speak very eloquently, <laughs> very deep on the subject. <laughs> uh, I, I remember there was a time when I was chasing the dollar, chasing the corporate ladder, chasing ambitious goals and dreams. And I always felt that I'm doing it for my family. Or back then, I was doing it for my future family. Mm-hmm. and I, I had that mindset and I was locked in. I'm doing it for you. And I remember having girlfriends who they liked the idea and, and we got along well. I mean, it was good on the front end. But then after they saw that Matt works 80 or 90 hours a week, yeah, he may have a lot of money and may talk this big game. I'm not getting any time. Yeah. And his response is, I'm doing it for you. Right. right? So here I am as this uh, perfectionist and workaholic who's mm-hmm. trapped in this this triangle of work, money, sleep, put all that together. And that's, that's it. And I'm doing it for you, dear, doing it for yeah, you. Yeah. If anyone ever has ever felt that in your audience that they're, they're just pushing so hard, and you get home at the end of the day, and you have an empty tank. That's the person that might benefit from this thought. It might be the person who just is always empty for the people at home, and they think they're doing it for them. So my response on how do you get out of that, that cycle. It's hard to break out of it. Not impossible, right? It's hard, not impossible. I would say that a couple of tiny tweaks will help us get there. And one of those tiny tweaks might be the way that we frame our questions in our head. Mm. So for example, for example, uh, I can think about all the time, the frustrating parts of, man, she just wouldn't understand. I'm doing it for her. I'm working so hard. We've got this money. We get to go out once a week on Saturday night, and I do it all for her. She didn't understand that. And I kept thinking, why doesn't she understand? Why doesn't she change? I kept looking at everything external and either blaming it or asking, why doesn't that change? The question is, how might I learn to look at myself through a lens that -hmm. will empower me to get what I want most? Because what I wanted most was I wanted a family. I wanted success in business. I wanted what I would call a happy life. And I had one of those three things. Mm. You know, I had success in business. I didn't have a a relationship, and I didn't have this inner peace because I could never fill my cup. It was like I was thirsty. I could never quench the thirst. Yes. Right. So I had to shift the questions. You know, and a great place to shift the questions is asking a question in this format. So if your listeners are out there, if they're not driving, you're driving, keep driving. Maybe bookmark this. (laughs) Uh, If you're at home, then here's a place for a note. It might be this following question. How might I blank so that I can blank? I love that frame. How Mm. might I? So how might I become a student of a positive mental attitude or become a student of being a recovering perfectionist or become a student of uh, being someone who really shows up for their family? Mm-hmm. So that I can have that great family life and have that inner peace. You know, you can create any question you want to from that framework. But really, the place for the recovering perfectionist to start on offense is to ask a better question. Mm. All right. So I would give you an equation. Here's an equation that may serve. And this has served me and in a number of clients out there. Here's an equation that's powerful for getting what you want most. Okay. Gratitude. plus Curiosity plus self-compassion equals inner peace. Gratitude plus curiosity plus self-compassion equals inner peace. Let me go back and roll back what that might mean in, in English.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> gratitude is the perspective of a computer or on your phone. You're already in the top billion people. In the stack ranking of uh, possessions and opportunity in the whole world. A little bit of gratitude because. We are not working in the cobalt mines as slaves in the Congo. We are not you know, living in the slums in Mumbai without access to electricity or indoor plumbing. Now, if you are listening to this, gratitude, having the perspective that we have all the stuff we need right here, externally, internally, simply shift our focus. That's gratitude. Number two is curiosity. Curiosity, how might this be serving me right now? Example, mm. how might that... Very challenging. By the way, I was cringing when you were reading my bio talking about the zipline accident because yes, that happened. And when the zipline breaks, holy freaking cannoli! I didn't have time to think. I wasn't scared at that moment because it just happened. Yeah. Next thing you know, like Wile uh, wiley Coyote, Bugs Bunny knocks that anvil on Wile Coyote's right. head. You see stars. I literally saw stars. Like that happened in the cartoon. It really happened. I saw stars. I was out for a little while. Wow. And came back from it, and it was like a question mark. It was all messed up, and right. At that moment, I couldn't see this. Upon reflection, a day later, a week later, a month later, how might I actually use this to teach me a learning lesson? Mm. How might I use this to my advantage? So curiosity is how might there be a gift in this moment? How might there be an opportunity to learn from this right here in this moment? Team, it takes practice, and anyone can do it with a little bit of practice. Mm. It's not easy you know. when I'm a perfectionist, and I look at the clock, and from 10 to 11, I've got a call and a person is four minutes late. It's not easy in the grand scheme of things. It's four minutes and you yeah. might still have a chance to get things done. And I, I cringe even saying this because I used to be so set on time that that was a stressor for me if someone was one minute late. <laughs> right. So, curiosity how might this be me? How might this be a good learning lesson? Right. Last part is the hardest part third part in the equation, self-compassion. Self-compassion, I would define that as a little bit of patience and grace for yourself, because we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. Patience and grace for your significant other, your significant relationship, your spouse, when they are not a morning person. And you are up early and you are a super energy person in the morning. You know, a little yeah. patience and grace. They don't have to change for it to be a great relationship. They don't have to. We can all learn to evolve. A little bit of patience and grace. Your kids are running around and they're yelling and they're screaming and they're just doing what kids do. Patience and grace. It's not the end of the world. Patience and grace. And by the way, I'm not judging anyone out there. If all of these things or none of these things connect with your listeners, there's no judgment here. I'll yeah. accept it the way it is no problem. And that's part of that self-compassion, just being accepting and having patience and grace yourself. So You put all those together, gratitude plus curiosity, plus self-compassion, and that is an equation, a recipe for inner peace, mm. right? So recovering perfectionists are looking for a little bit of relief. That might be a series of subjects to study will help you get what you want.
0: That is so good. I really like that. And I can tell just from your personality um, that you you do this in your daily life. You can just tell that there's a calmness in you. I felt like you were calling me out, though, talking about the people, you know, four minutes late. I, 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 <laughs> I know,
1: I know. No, no.
0: <laughs> I, I tend to be a time stickler. I, I hate to say that. My my uh, one of my sons makes fun of me because he's like, Mom, you don't always have to be on time. And I'm like, uh, yes, yes, you do. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, you do. It makes if, a good first impression. It's important. I, I'm definitely big on being on time. And yes. if someone's three minutes behind or seven minutes behind or they text that I forgot, you know what? That happened before. I used to stress about it for a while. I used to maybe even go so far as to type a big, long response and then delete it. Just so like <laughs> let my uh, my frustration out. and. That was some time ago, the, the window of me feeling that frustration and stress. I don't control every other person out there. And if they're a minute or two late and they have different principles around timeliness that I do, I'm not going to judge them for that. Over time, I've learned that, you know what, I can, I can take that four-minute window that I've just been offered. I don't know if you can see in the webcam, I've got uh, over here on the floor, I've, I've got my, my putter and my <laughs> golf ball. I'm a scratch golfer. You read earlier, I practice putting every day I make a hundred putts. So there's become this switch that we can flip. And instead of choosing to focus my energy on external stuff, I don't control, I will take that same energy and flip it over to, I'll go practice the putting Mm -hmm. or I'll go and I'll, I'll go look at the power of authority spotlight. I'll go look at the podcast and see some of the episodes that you've recorded and see that there are a couple of them that I'm very interested in, right? I'll, I will go and do something productive or just, simply meditate and just chill out for a second. I don't want to direct that judgment and energy over there. And if you do, no problem. You can learn how to convert and harness that energy into something else. Uh,
0: I love this. I absolutely, and I do tend to lean more toward optimism than pessimism, but I, I, I just think there's so much here. I mean, we, we could really unpack this a lot deeper, but just the simplicity of gratitude, you know i am so grateful that i have this opportunity or i'm grateful that i get to work from home i'm grateful that i have a supporting spouse to curiosity i love the way you said that too of like what might i learn from this or you know how how might this there be a gift in this situation i didn't ask for right that that's really good plus yeah, I... the compassion is huge i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt yeah. you on that i no. I, do, I do think and we are our hard, our worst critic we are the hardest on ourselves And I know I give a lot of grace and compassion to other people, and I need to do the same for myself. And I think everyone listening does too, but it's not just that. So I love that, that mathematical equation, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. that it ultimately gives you peace. And then, I mean, we were not created to be stressed and and out of control, and we are created to have inner peace. Um, So thank you for sharing that. I really love that.
1: You're welcome. And uh, and here's a, here's a tiny thing you might catch in my dialogue. I invite you to consider this in your life, friends. It might be and, never but, always yes and, always building. You can have multiple things at once. You don't have to use the word but, yes and. So yes and, here's a practical application of how you might practice this thinking of gratitude or this thinking that would get you away from always focusing on what we don't have or always focusing on the perfect. Here's a practical application. So I'll I'll pull up my journal. If you're watching on a a YouTube video or wherever we put this out, uh, you can't see this if you're just listening, but I'll I'll read it to you. I got my journal right here and I write in it five days a week, Monday through Friday. And in the journal, one of the sections we have, this is this morning's, one of the sections is my gains from yesterday, right? My gains from yesterday. So I really want to practice focusing on the good things the things that have happened in my life in the last 24 hours that actually show up as, and they tell me, this is the proof that I am actually successful. I'm actually successful. And I'll, I'll just give you a sampling. Here are the things I wrote down this morning in you know, about a 3 minutes. spam. Number one, yesterday I connected with all three of my kids. Number two, yesterday I connected with Julie via a foot rub, which I got to say, uh, my wife is a quality time person, and I was never a quality time person. You know, I was always focused in the business. So once I figured out that she's quality time, and this is probably killing my relationship that I'm out here working all this much, I, I figured I got to do something a little bit different. So now I give Julie a foot rub like every every day. And I'm oh. not ashamed to say it because oh. uh, as Sammy Jackson said in Pulp Fiction, I'm the foot effing master. All right, so <laughs> let's go ahead and move forward here. Uh, number three, I had a new client relationship begin. Yesterday, I got a new client. I'm looking for two or three new clients a year. And I got one yesterday, which is great. I got an executive at a Fortune 50 company, which is awesome. You know, yes. so coaching on the C-suite of a big, you know, multinational global corporation is awesome to me. Mm-hmm. And doing that, that, that was awesome. What a, what a great business day. Next, I practice putting and my game is sharp. Uh, by the way, that's code for several people were late. So uh, I got to practice <laughs> my putting. Uh, next I was invited to play a member guest golf tournament at a PGA tour course by a friend, just freaking awesome. i love to golf like that. Next. I felt in the zone of my coaching calls, meaning I was focused. I was in the moment with each call and a little, little, little life hack here for all you perfectionists practicing, being in the moment and being present is a skill. And it's another solution or it's another elixir that you might drink that can help you recover from your perfectionism. is learning mm. how to be present in the moment like we are right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a couple more, um, number next, I invested a thousand dollars into the stock of the Credit Suisse bank uh, because they dropped like 80, 90% in the last uh, like four, four four and a half years. And they've been dropping like a fly, like recently they took a big tank in the last couple of days. And I like to buy low and sell high. Uh, and I, and if they don't, if they don't get bailed out, then it might cost me a thousand dollars, If they do. I might be able to five X or 10 X that investment in two months. You know, so that, that could be something number next, uh, I'm happy with the gains right now in this moment. Right. So those are some of the things that, uh, that I focused on yesterday, but the point is, is that it's a practice. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. If you really want it, if it's painful enough and you really want something, then here might be a question. Here's another note-taking session team. Ready? Here it goes. A question that is a tripwire. It's a filter. And everything I do is this. And it happens all the time now. Is what I'm doing right now helping me get what I want now or helping me get what I want most? And I've internalized that question. And it really is a good barometer for discipline on doing the things to help me get what I want most.
0: Say it right? one more time. Repeat it again.
1: Is what I'm doing right now helping me get what I want now? Mm. or what I want most. And I'll tell you what, those Reese's peanut butter cups and Oreo cookies and Ben and Jerry's ice cream might be what I want now. Mm. They're not what I want most though, when I want to win that member guest golf tournament. And I know that if I'm not as fit or not as mentally sharp because I'm eating candy all the time, then uh, it's not helping me get what I want most. So that's a filter. Oh, Oh, by the way, all of this, it does, darn it, it requires a little bit of discipline. I know there's no instant gratification here, my friends. There is a little bit of discipline required. <laughs> and that's okay because high achievers, we have the drive. When we learn to filter that drive with just a sprinkle more of discipline in the direction that helps us get what we want most, then we can get it and we will get it when we keep practicing.
0: Wow, Matt, you are awesome. I mean, just in a little bit of time we've been talking, I have multiple notes. <laughs> Written down and great reminders of, of what's really most important. I love that last question is what I'm doing right now, getting me what I want now or what I what I most want. I may have paraphrased that a little wrong, but yes, the concept, is. though, is so good. And so thank you. OK, so people I know people are going to want to continue to to listen to what you have to say. You do have a podcast and uh, give, give everybody the uh, the name of the podcast, the the website you want to send people to and how people can get a hold of you.
1: Uh, My podcast is The Ultimate Cynic. I'm just kidding. My (laughs) podcast is The Eternal Optimist, The Eternal Optimist podcast, and you can find us on all the major platforms. I've had 62 episodes in. I've had a bunch of people on from all different walks of life. Some of them you've never heard of. Some of them are world famous, and if you join the podcast, you'll be able to hear stories of people that have overcome tremendous odds. Like you, we might look at successful people and think that everything's easy, it's a piece of cake. And like that duck on the pond, we look cool and calm and collected underwater. We're like, ah, that's right. That's right. Same time. Whoa, like that, underwater, thousand miles an hour. And every successful person behind them is a story of overcoming some tremendous adversity. Very few successful people have a hand to them on a silver platter. So listen to the show and hear stories where successful people share the hard stuff for them stuff they've overcome and lessons learned. And then they'll share what they're doing in the world next, what they're passionate about. And you'll hear a lot of similarities between probably our listeners and you, dear listener today. And the difference sometimes might be that tiny tweak. What's that next soonest, smallest step that I might take to get what I want most? Yeah, many times it's simply taking the action and you'll hear from our, list from our guests on the Returnal Optimist podcast, here are the steps they took to help them get what they wanted most. So that's, that's a, a, a plug for the show. I just had a 13-year-old on right before this. I just recorded an episode of a 13-year-old who runs a mastermind called Millionaires in Training. And this young man bought his first property when he was seven years old. And he will have paid off the mortgage. It was a seven-year note. He'll have paid that mortgage off next year. He'll own this property full and outright. He's got over 50 properties like that. His brother is not even 16 yet. And he's got more properties than that. And these two run this mastermind. So I'm talking to people that are just like us, Michelle, who yeah. are wanting to learn and grow and put good into the world. And these questions or thoughts uh, are intriguing to you, my friends, go to every morning on Instagram and on Facebook, go to Eternal Optimist Podcast, those accounts on Instagram and Facebook. I do a live stream where I just turn the camera on live stream for about 10 or 20 minutes every morning and share some of these principles of eternal optimism. Right now we're in a hundred days of eternal optimism. Today's day 28, today's day 28. Uh, and in the last 28 days uh, I've written, had my first book published, or at least uh, we've, we've started negotiations of ink the deals so that's coming soon. Number one, number two is, you know, we've created a new mastermind course, which will be out in 16 weeks. Right? So we've, we've accomplished so much in this, short time period, come and join me on the live stream every morning at 7 a.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday, uh, the Eternal Optimist podcast account on Instagram and Facebook. So those are a couple of awesome. places that we can we can connect.
0: Okay. I love it. Well, Matt, thank you so much for your words of wisdom. Thank you for being on the show. And I know I'm going to be checking out your podcast and taking notes. <laughs>
1: Awesome. Well, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you, Michelle. I just want to say that you you have a great energy. It's easy to talk with you because your energy is so pure and awesome and amazing. So, thank you for being a great host. It's it's just been great today. Thank you.
0: Oh, I love that. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. All right, it's Matt Drinkon. But the spelling, just so you can go check them out, is D R I N K H A H N, the Eternal Optimist Podcast. And um, I my favorite thing that I took out of the show, and I want you all to be thinking about it. Maybe make a post to this. Uh, what your favorite nugget was, but mine was gratitude plus curiosity plus self-compassion equals inner peace. My friends, I hope you all find inner peace. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Power of Authority Spotlight. If you are a successful founder, entrepreneur, business owner, or leader that's getting results and making a difference, and you'd like to be on this program, please visit performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast to apply. That's performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast. Also, if you got something out of this interview, please share this episode. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag, the power of authority spotlight. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content, so make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website performancepublishinggroup.com or michelleprince.com and follow me on linkedin facebook and instagram thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time